Welcome to a chapter recap. We are going to go through a big chunk of our episodes. Big chunk! So that way, if you <laughs> don't want to listen to hours and hours and hours of content, but you want to get up to speed with us, uh, you can listen to this, and we're going to fill you in on what happened. So our podcast actually started on the 28th of dusk, year 1256. Did you guys know that? That's not necessary. Nobody knows what that means. Okay. Um <laughs> <laughs> I think it's important. I know, but only you. Because I keep you. track of it. Because I keep track of it. <laughs> every time we play, he's like, exactly what day But can day I tell is. you guys, every now and then you guys say, what day is it? And it's important for me to open my calendar and say, I actually know exactly what day it is. Is it lined up with your calendar? It's. I have a calendar. He changed his calendar, his Apple calendar. Here oh, we go. How so <laughs> oh, could you imagine? He changed it to 40 the days. The, conversion, the and, conversion of yeah. it all. Okay, so you guys start the whole episode. Um, just south of a city named Turek, uh, Turek Crossing, and you're in a clearing. And a couple of really important things happen there. The first thing is you finally, Kaladin finally meets up with somebody named Thalano. And he says, hey, not only uh, is your mom alive, but I know where she is. I can, uh, I think I have some ideas on where we can uh, kind of, you know, find her. We have people that we can talk to. And so... He basically says, I'm looking for somebody to join me in the quest of finding her, seeking her out, uh, and getting to the bottom of this matter. And he says, Kaladin, would you be willing to help me find her? And Kaladin says, meh. <laughs> I think so. I think so. I don't know if I want to do that or not. And, and just for context here, Kaladin uh, started this whole story being uh, finding out that he's actually a half-elf, and the the story he was told about his mother was not never actually true. Um, and so that's been lingering up until this moment. Yeah, here's the bullet points of what Thalano communicates to uh, Kaladin. He says, your mom was taken after she, uh, after um, it was discovered that she was pregnant. Um, they think that she's being held in the capital of Wesselheim in captivity. Uh, unsure exactly where, because uh, they can't find her. Um, he says that he has spies trying to find her and uh, trying to get to the bottom of Kaladin's birth. There's a lot of mystery around that. Uh, he also gives a really huge piece um, that is essentially uh, her, his mom's name is Raelia, which is something that Kaladin never knew, the actual name of uh, of his mom. And then the other big thing is he says, my next lead is somebody in this city of Turek by the name of Onyx. So we need to get into Turek. We need to find somebody by the name of Onyx. And he knows um, who we need to go to from there. He's our next like breadcrumb in this trail. So Kaladin says, yes, let's do it. Let's go ahead. There's actually an interesting moment. Immediately during that night, uh, there's a battle. Uh, two things happen there. One, um, somebody in the fringe of the forest comes out, a druid. Uh, one of the Frost Wardens, very similar to Elm from your backstory. If you listen to the backstory, there was an Oak Warden named Elm. Uh, there's a new Druid who is a uh, Frost Warden. Uh, his name is Berg, Iceberg. And he comes out and he helps the party sort of, you know, with this battle. He unleashes these polar bears and uh, gives some aid. Interestingly, though, Thalonil does not help. 
Uh, and when confronted about it, uh, he says, yeah, I wanted to see how you guys kind of fared in battle I was watching. That kind of created a little uh, tension between uh, Kaladin and Thalano. Kaladin's attitude was like, there's no warriors here. I need you to participate. If you're going to travel with us, you need to jump into battle. Uh, and so that was like a kind of a heated moment. But you guys got to know Iceberg a little bit. He says, yeah, I think that I'm supposed to be with you. I think that uh, prophecy has sort of led me to you, something inside of me. Uh, some kind of like leading, urging, some kind of inkling has told me uh, you are the people that I need to find. And uh, if I journey with you, you know, hopefully I can get kind of get to the next stage of my own journey. And so you guys meet up with Iceberg. Um, you guys, so you guys meet Thalonil, you get to know Iceberg. <clears throat> you guys jump on the road to go towards Turek and there's a little boy <laughs> on the side of the road who at first you loved. Freaking guy. Can I remember? Can I remind you that you guys loved him at first? Derek, do you remember loving him at first? Yeah, I, re I liked him the whole time. His name was? Tucker Tugby. Tucker Tugby. And he was selling squirrels. I should spank him. <clears throat> Yikes. And so <laughs> uh, he has a couple interesting things about him. One, there were some cubes in his uh, backpack. Like he had like a little satchel that he had on him. These little black cubes uh, that I'm pretty sure Iceberg cast Detect Magic and picked up on magic in his bag. And you guys also found these cubes. Uh, the second thing that was really curious about um, uh, Tucker was that he was always kind of following you guys around at night. He would kind of spy on you guys uh, multiple times. Uh, but he faithfully brought you to his home, Tugby Farms, where you guys met his dad, Davis. Um, <clears throat> you guys noticed that there was some weird stuff happening in the basement at Davis's uh, townhouse or his like farmhouse. Um, but you guys were never, you were never able really, you were never able to get to the bottom of what exactly was in the basement. Uh, you guys tried to do a little scouting, but again, Tucker was kind of watching and creeping on y'all from the distance a little bit. I think stealth checks ended in my favor, uh, both of those times. Freaking guy. Yeah. There was also a, a, two other big things that happened at Tugby Farm. One was Erdo looked into a fire. And the fire kind of captivated his uh, his like attention, and became almost like one of those like magic eye, three D diagrams. And he saw the image of this person going through the snow with some object in his like coat, or this person's coat. Uh, and so that was an interesting thing thing that happened. Also, another interesting thing to note is that uh, Finn went out to the barn to talk to Thalonel and asked him about the unseen. And when asked about the unseen, he, his eyes, I think I narrated it as his eyes dilate. And he says, there are certain things you cannot unsee. Uh, and so I think there was a little bit of mistrust born between Finn and Thalonel in that moment. I think the cryptid sort of like mysterious answer of that uh, caused Finn to be on edge a little bit of Thalonel. But nonetheless... Uh, you guys struck a deal with Thalano and, or not Thalano, with um, Davis Tugby. He said, hey, listen, <clears throat> you guys need transportation into Turek. I actually need a shipment sent into Turek. Why don't you guys take my shipment in and we'll kind of kill two birds with one stone. And so you guys said, yes, we'll take your shipment into Turek. While you guys were going into Turek Crossing with um, Davis Tugby's shipment, you were attacked by some strange creatures. 
um, I think it was two different creatures. Yeah. You were attacked. Um, turns out, um, I think Kaladin got frustrated because it turns out that um, Tucker knew why you guys were getting attacked and maybe was even like, he wasn't really surprised. Um, he was harboring one of those. It was deceitful. Things. He was deceitful, which Blake was pretty frustrated by. Oh, no. Finn. Finn was. The party did not love it. Kaladin definitely didn't love it because he had this moment where he said, you know, uh, Tucker, tell me what you know. I need to know the truth because you just put us in danger. Like, come out with it. Um, which Kaladin getting a little rough with Tucker caused, you know, Thalonel to have this moment where, you know, this tension being between Kaladin where he said, you know, put the boy down. Please don't, you know, don't talk to him like that. Um I'm willing to take the boy home and depart from you guys. Uh, but you guys kind of figured it out. Everybody continued to journey into um, Turek. And Tucker didn't give a whole lot of information, if I remember correctly. He uh, he basically said, like, uh, yeah, you know, uh, th- this makes sense a little bit. And, and, and you know, th- this sort of happened. But Like why we got attacked. Yeah, why you yeah. guys got attacked. Um. But you guys finally made it into Turek. You finally get into Turek, and the first thing that you guys do is you go to a stall. So uh, Tucker has like a to bathroom deliver. Stall? <laughs> totally, totally. Uh, like a porta potty. Uh, <laughs> that's not true. I mean, anytime you get into a new town, that's a natural go, you place, gotta, like, right? You've traveled for a long time. You've got to use the bathroom. It's not true. It's like a trucker stop. You guys are lying right now. It's Tucker, Tucker, It's not true. <laughs> okay, so retcon everything we just said. Yeah, yeah. Um, we didn't do any of that. Tucker knows that he has to deliver this package to somebody in the middle. I think it's called the Central Arcade. Uh, it's a stall called um, Thornyard Wine. And so uh, Tucker takes it there. But because um, the delivery uh, was tampered with a little bit, on the way here you guys discovered that um, the creatures that are actually being delivered. So you thought, you guys thought it was like, you know, maybe Vegetation. fruits and yeah. vegetables and crap like that from Tugby Farms. It was actually bodies of those things that attacked you on the way to Turek. They're like little flying lightning bug yes. things. Yeah. Yep. Quicklings, if you want to look them up in 5e. So nah. you guys got attacked by quicklings. You guys were actually... <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> you were attacked by them, and that's what uh, Tucker was uh, bringing to the stall in the Central Arcade. And when the person who re- was receiving the shipment realized that it was tampered with, he gets really upset, and he basically says uh, Onyx is not going to be happy about his shipment being tampered with. Uh, and so uh, that was like a big moment where you guys hear the name uh, Onyx for the first time. Also important to note, um, Thalonel says, uh, we'll know the people we're looking for because they have two earrings in the same ear. Uh, so that's sort of a tell, uh, for the people in the black line. So, uh, also before the part, before the group goes into a tavern, you guys, um, well, some of you, some of you went straight to the tavern. I think it was only Tucker and Arugula or, uh, Iceberg that went to, and uh, yeah. And Thalonel that went to Thornyard Wine. Everybody else went straight to, uh, the the um, toothless troll um, tavern. Mm-hmm. There was a town crier outside that I think everybody heard him saying, "Westlahine has fallen. 
due to an attack. And so that was like a really big moment for Kaladin. Can you say it like the crier said it? I don't know what I said. Westline has fallen. Westline has fallen. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, and so it's just this massive news that comes from this town crier that the capital of the region is down, has fallen uh, because of attack from something. Uh, I don't know that it's really clear to you guys at that point what happened, but uh, there was an attack and Wesselheim is no more. But you guys make it into the Toothless Troll and you meet a uh, barkeep and he kind of talks a bit like this. And uh, he's pretty wily. And I think you guys were convinced that he was, uh, you know, drunk on his own ale a little bit. A lot of it. A yeah, lot of great. it. Uh, Wonderful NPC. Uh, you run into a bard uh, who mm-hmm. basically tells you the whole story. Mm-hmm. He says there was these monsters flying through the sky and they went. Travis, sh- he sucked. Yeah. <laughs> Did he though? Did he no, he was great. He, he was, was kind of creepy though. And they just kind of did like this. And they did this. And so he says the that there's sky. these aberration monsters that flew in the sky to Wesselheim and what caught Wesselheim completely off guard and brought it to the ground. And uh, so you guys are listening to this story. So, you know, crazy news uh, to the whole party, especially to Kaladin, though, that's his home. And so uh, you guys basically reconvene and you're like, what are we doing? What's the plan? What are we doing here? Um, there's a couple leads with the, uh, Thornyard wine, uh, you know, what is happening there. Finn actually goes out and checks the job board. Uh, maybe you guys, you know, maybe it's a good idea to, to take some jobs and make some money here. Um, but essentially it comes down to you guys scouting out and creating a really, uh, risky fire-based aversion the next morning. Uh, in the central arcade, the well, central market. We went down and tracked down Tucker. Did Half you? the party left and went checked on Tucker. That's and right. So before Berg you guys did that, Erdo stayed back. Yeah. Oh, that's right. So they that's actually extremely else. important. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So let's uh, backtrack a little bit. That night, uh, some of the party. So that was Finn, Kaladin, and Blake. Blake and Blake go and check in Tucker where he's at. And so he's at his friend's Warren's house. Uh, he you know, has friends in the city. He's staying at their house. And so you guys went and checked on them. I don't think there's a whole lot that you guys learned from that other than he was there. He was kind of safe. And you actually ran into them there though. And you learned the full story of Tucker. Um, he says, uh, Oh, because he realizes that his stuff was tampered with mm-hmm. in his house. And he's like, I got to get out of here. They're after me. And so you guys intercept him as he's leaving Warren's house and trying to find somewhere else to go. And we're like, it was us. It was us. Calm down. Right. And so he says, okay, look, here's the whole story. My mom died and we got into debt because we trusted these clerics in town here. They said that they could raise my mom from the dead. Uh, it didn't happen, but we had to borrow the money to pay the clerics to do it. And we borrowed the money from this guy named on. Well, does he say Onyx? He does. So we borrowed the money from this guy named Onyx, and now we're in debt to him. And we have to basically uh, hunt down these creatures, you know, quicklings, uh, and deliver them to Onyx's payment. That's how we're going to pay off. But you guys quickly learn that the interest involved, they'll never be out of debt. They're basically in debt to Onyx forever. So I think empathy was built there. I think at that moment, you guys kind of decided like, okay, our next goal is to get the Tugbees out of debt. This is wrong. It's not okay. He lost his mom and they're being exploited. So while that was happening, uh, who is it? Berg 
and Erdo Erdo, are back at the Toothless Troll. And there's a red creature, very, uh, well, red creature who has, yeah, horns coming out of his head. He's (laughs) hiding in the room waiting for them. Uh, And then when they go in there, he says, where is the blue one? Right. Mm. (laughs) So... Uh, they say we don't know what you're talking about, and they just—I think you know this this whole thing, um, which turns into a battle. Um, Was it though? Not really, because they wanted to they talk got a their, lot of feelings. They got their butt whooped. They wanted to talk a lot of feelings. There wasn't a lot of battle, but nonetheless, because the bartender came up and sort of uh, intervened at that moment, the red figure was gone. Right. So that's the night that happened. And then the next morning, you guys went and scouted out the stall of the Thornyard wine stall that the delivery was supposed to go to. You guys find a ledger. Uh, and the ledger takes you to a shop. That shopkeeper basically told you the one that you're looking for, a.k.a. Onyx, is in the sewers. you got to get in the sewers. So you guys went into the sewers, right? Had yeah, a, we did. Had a battle. And the sewers, you guys found kind of like sigils, directions in the sewers, followed them into a market that was hosted in the uh, underneath the city in these sewers. You guys had a little bit of time kind of going through the stalls, looking at the different um, what goods, wares or whatever at these yeah. tables. Blood. You guys bought a lot. Well, it was free, actually, wasn't it? You didn't blood. buy it. But, we didn't buy any blood. But you took a lot Cowed of jars of all. blood. <laughs> Well, Finn took some. <laughs> the reason that you guys did that was because you knew that blood was a, was a big thing that was trafficked on the black line from Finn. Mm-hmm. And so blood being a main commodity in the black line, blood being seemingly free at this stall, you figure this is a part of it. Let's kind of... Let's look, grab it for Let's now. grab as much as we can, yeah. So you grab it. Uh, as the party's sort of like MO, you put it, I'm pretty sure, in the bag of holding... Uh, and then you go in and you meet Onyx. You finally meet Onyx. Um, molasses. Molasses. She kind of talks like this. Welcome, boys. Why don't you come on in here and, and have a seat in my in my uh, tower and over here. So you guys meet him, and he says, sure, I'm happy to give you uh, the next steps of what you need to do, but I got a favor to ask of you. And he gives you this little device or mechanism and says, uh, I need you to put this in the bank and uh, set it off. I don't know if he tells you what happens, does he? Mm-hmm. What does he say? He says you got to get out of there. Everything that's metal is going to turn to wood. Everything metal turns to wood. So it's sort of this like reverse alchemic uh, reaction where yeah. usually you know, alchemy would be maybe something like a cheaper material like wood turning into gold. This is like gold turning into wood. So you guys decide, okay, uh, we're going to do it. Uh, and we're going to scout out the bank. That doesn't go well. Uh, in my notes, I call it bank shenanigans. You guys go to the bank. Actually, for a good recap of this, check out uh, Bedtime Fairy Fails because they do a really good job of recapping That's the true. story. Yep. That is true. Yeah. Uh, you guys go to the bank. You kind of botch it a bit, kind of rouse some suspicion. You meet a um, a bank teller named uh, Mac, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. Yeah. And... Um, He's suspicious. He's not sure what to do with you guys, uh, but kind of keeps going, kind of plays along, answers some of your questions. You don't get any of the intel that you're looking for. You meet Mac at the stables, <laughs> and you invite him to get drinks. And you convince it's him. It's freaking weird. Despite 
you know his his whole thing is like are you guys are some you guys are some sort of like polyamorous group trying to open like a joint <laughs> banking account or something like that together he thought we were all gonna fuck him he did think explicit tech he did think that uh you guys were trying to hook up with him that's for sure uh it's obviously not the case you guys bring it back to the to this troll you're trying to get information erdo kind of talks in like weird cryptic kind of language and he's like you know, you don't have a bathroom at your bank. What would it be like if you didn't have a bed? You know, it's just this weird thing. And uh, so anyway, Matt gets creeped out and he leaves. And you guys talked about. In all fairness, Erdo was trying to warn him of the impending. He was, but. In, in Erdo's way, which yeah, is yeah. unhelpful, mm-hmm. I guess. But um, he alerts the guards of you guys sort of uh-huh. talking about what would happen if the whole economy went down. So. Uh, guards get sent in. You kill the guards. It's this whole scene, this crazy scene. We incinerate a body in a in a in alley, an alley and actually get away with it. Yeah, which is remarkable. Of course we do. Of course, it's our story. Absolutely, get away with everything. The protagonists. You go to the bank. The guards are actually like expecting. They're on high alert because you know obviously at this point Mac went and alerted them. But you guys go to the bank. Kill all the guards. Is that why? It had nothing to do with us going right in the front door? Uh, that didn't help, but Mac told them, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I ever said that in the podcast, but mm-mm. on the way out, Mac goes to the bank and says, some dudes are talking, like, just heads up. So they were on, that's, yeah, they they, they were, like, ready for craziness. Though, they might have been ready for craziness, but they weren't ready for, like, y'all's they weren't ready damage to output. Die. Yes, totally. So despite the like moment of, you know, please don't kill me, da da da, they die. Uh, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. A um, couple interesting things happen in the bank. One, you set off the mechanism in the basement. You also find your way into one of the vaults and get a couple rubies, mm-hmm. two rubies. The other thing is you guys go upstairs and you get a letter from the marketeer. Now the marketeer is the leader of Turek. So the origins of Turek are that it's sort of like it starts in it, it started because um, Turek is on a, on a major crossroads. And decades ago, Turek was just a couple stalls in the middle of these crossroads, but it grew into this massive commerce based city. And so you think if that's sort of like what the city is, then the leader of the city would be the marketeer, the one who is like leading the markets. Um, so, and obviously the marketeer's office would be in the bank, right? That just makes sense. So of uh, his office is there. Always. You find um, a letter and uh, I think Finn finds it and grabs it and brings it out, yes. uh, which we'll get to later. But that's a big moment in that session is that Finn grabs that that letter. Uh, I think he also noticed a map mm-hmm. of Turek um, but there's also boundary lines, like almost concentric circles, like another set of boundary lines of Turek that looks like it's like outside expanding of the city. Uh, so he sees that map. So you guys set off the, the, the device. You go back to Onyx immediately. <clears throat> All the while, Thalanil's there. Uh, and turns out Thalanil kind of caused a scene and got himself imprisoned with Tucker. Um, you guys say, Hey, we did the job. Uh, we want to know that, well, we really, 
two things. One, did you say that earlier? Because that was interesting. Like, no. Tucker was there when we went before we started the job. Yeah. We didn't know that. Yep. So Onyx had grabbed him. Yep. When Thalonel finds that out, mm-hmm. he says, Y'all go do the bank job. I'm not leaving without Tucker. Yeah. And so he basically plops his behind down. Yep. And then we find ourselves here. Something happens while we're gone. He ends up in prison. Yeah. It seems like Thalonel really wanted to be in prison with Tucker. Yeah. Like, uh, better or worse, Thalonel wanted to be with Tucker. Yeah. He was willing to, like, put his own life in jeopardy or in risk to be it's good dude with tucker such a good dude he's a really good person yeah so <laughs> Derek, you're so funny uh so i mean Bl- we were putting our life at risk too to free tucker blake, blake so. doesn't love uh blake doesn't love thalano uh they they had some tension yes is that fair to say yeah <laughs> sure uh he's never once spoken positively of thalano and yet we don't know why or why Thalonil and from Thalonil's direction to Blake, why there would be some tension. Anyway, uh, you guys get Thalonil out as well as Tucker uh, because Tucker was kept as basically you learn he was insurance to make sure you did the job right. And really this whole time, Onyx has this very matter of fact, like, I don't want to hurt the boy, but I do want to insure my job. And so... I'm basically telling you, I have something that's important to you, Tucker. Um, do what I want, and then I'll return the boy to you as collateral. So it wasn't this like it. He doesn't come across as like I want to hurt the boy. It's just insurance. Yeah, he doesn't come sure. across as like evil. Yeah, totally. But just strategic. Strategic. He's a yeah. businessman. Mm-hmm. What businessman wouldn't insure his investment? Yeah. You know, or is this like future plans or something like that? So Thalonil's released. Uh, Tucker's released. Um, Tucker and Thalonel decide to travel back to Tugby Farms, whereas you guys take the sewers and get out of the city. Uh, and so that whole, you know, story arc of getting into Turek, learning about the cubes, um, finding out more about, you know, uh, Onyx, the next steps. Oh, Onyx says, hey, yeah, you did my job. You did the job for me. Uh, the next person that you want to talk to is goes by the name of Ghost. And we believe that this person is in West Lahine. And so you get that information that you need to know. Which is big for Kaladin. Huge for Kaladin because now it's taking him home. He's take, taking him home to this place that um, he grew up in that's very familiar to him. But is seemingly nothing what he once knew because it is quote unquote fallen. And mm-hmm. at this point, what does that even mean that mm-hmm. West Lahine has fallen? Mm-hmm. To what extent? Uh, and what's the state of the city? So, but that's not where we go first. It's not where you go first. You leave town, uh, and there's a com- some conversations happen, and well, but we that have to go to Quillroth the... because yep, and we that's... took a job to free the Tugbys of their debt. You guys agree with Onyx? He says, "Hey, uh, I could use some some uh, help." Uh, can you like can you guys? You, can you say it in a voice, please? He says, "Boys, I could use some uh, talent like you guys have," and he says. Uh, I have a job for you. You could take this. I have this box. Uh, it's sealed. And I'll know if the seal is broken. I need to take it to Quillroth. And he says, do you guys want to take to take this box up to Quillroth and give it to the person who uh, who greets you at the gate? 
And you guys say, yep. He says, okay, I'll give you a thousand gold and I will release the Tugbees of their debt if you do it. And so you guys take the job and leave the city. And that is the end of that chapter.